doing this number, like wobbling my head. And the minute that all three green lights go on, it just goes, picture taking. I was like, oh. <laughs> Welcome back to season four, episode three. And today it is all about decoding eye cream claims. <gasps> it's going to be a juicy one. First things first, I'm Victoria. And I'm Gloria. And this is the Chemist Confessions podcast, a human conversation about all the skincare science we talk about. Um, so let's just get into it with a bit of a brand update. Yep. Um, you will know, you'll notice that this is becoming a more frequent occurrence we're doing it guys yep we have updated the format to our podcast mm -hmm. so that it's a little bit shorter each episode we still have all the juicy goodness of the news the meat the animal corner mm -hmm. it will just be broken up in um in slightly different ways so that we can keep this going on a weekly basis yep and on top of that in terms of brand news we finally launched our actual formal sample deluxe kit um, for those of you that have been part of our journey since the beginning we had the box of goodies mm -hmm. and for a period of time we had the intro kits but no more we actually have the real experiment the sample kit, kit. <laughs> it is the kit and uh show it off gloria what does it look like what does it have <gasps> it's a little drawer kit with a set of four minis mm -hmm. that will give you close to the complete chemist confessions experience. Yes. We have a mini of our cleanser, the mm -hmm. blank slate, uh, our favorite hydrating water gel Aquafix, mm -hmm. our Mr. Reliable, the 2.0 version, and the better oil in this um, quadrant of mini. <laughs> um, on top of that, if you go to our website, the experiment is sold along with the acid mini of yes. your choice because uh, as we said time and time again, we really think of this exfoliation, keeping up skin turnover part to be such an such an underrated yet essential part of your skincare routine. Mm -hmm. We really think of it as that next tier up to setting up your skin fundamentals. Yeah, exactly. And of course, with everything we create, you get a little guide. Um, so just like if you guys even remember the travel buddy, which is a bit of a throwback, um, we definitely want to uh, give you some ideas on how to mix and match. And so uh, I'll go ahead and share my personal anecdote. You guys will see that uh, in terms of my routine, I definitely live the concrete jungle life where I'm layering Aquafix and Mr. Reliable, and that's obviously comes before um, a clean face using blank slate. Yep, and for me, my scenario, thanks to my dry skin, yeah. is always firmly in the Yeti ski trip camp. So I will be layering everything after cleansing my face. Aquafix and Mr. Reliable can sometimes be enough for me during a regular not so dry day, but if it's a little cooler, if I'm traveling, or if you know, California wants to go back to its normal weather. Yeah. I need a couple more, uh, a couple drops of the oil mixed in with Mr. Reliable to give me a little bit more nourishment. Yeah, for sure. So uh, please use the promo code CCPODCAST2023 to get 15% off your order, um, including the experiment. We really hope you enjoy the products and just enjoy learning about your skin through some I would say very good formulas. Yeah, if you need more inspiration, any more layering guide, how to incorporate the asset into this kit, feel free to message us, um, DM us, email us, whatever you need. Yeah, all right, enough of the brand's news. It's time to get 
Into the real news. In the news, um, first things first, gold is now sold in Ulta. For those of you not, fami- not familiar with gold, they are founded <laughs> by our friends Trinity and Issei. They do a lot of fabulous blends of you know nutritious superfoods that you can add yeah. to a smoothie or drink alone. We actually met them back in the Target Accelerator. Very cool people. Yes, yeah, super sweet, um, down to earth people. We're so proud of you, um, you guys, and where gold is today. So if you're new to the brand, check yeah. out gold. We were lucky enough to get really pilfer a bunch of samples of their turmeric blend. Fact. Yeah, back in the Target Accelerator days, and they were really great, so check them out. Yeah, and I would just add that I think a lot of people, when they hear turmeric, they're like, hmm, that comes with a taste. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of what Gold created is very easily mixable into a lot of things, including coffee um, and tea. So yeah, uh, it's awesome. Awesome to see our Accelerator friends and their growing journey. Um, All right, next. Uh, We have an update. And for those of you who might wonder why we might have a line that talks about Mr. Elba, it actually starts with uh, an episode last year where we had mentioned that Idris Elba and his wife will be launching a skincare line. Um, And the description, their very cryptic description was basically that uh, their line is called Sable as it's Idris Elba's last name backwards. Sable Labs, the new line, is a gender-neutral line that prioritizes ethical supply chain and reducing the use of toxic ingredients and unnecessary packaging. So for those of you curious, this was season three, episode four, where that line had us really puzzled. Mm-hmm. So we decided, we were just goofing around, so we were like, Mr. Elba, Mr. Um, Elba. Excuse me, Mr. Hi. Elba. We, ha- for we just comments? have a few questions. <laughs> for example, when you said reduce the use of toxic ingredients, what are we keeping around yeah. that's toxic that you just can't get rid of? It? Also, when you say ethical supply chain, uh, what unethical supply chains have you seen in cosmetics? I would really like to know. Yeah, uh, it was kind of a running joke for a while. I'm yeah. sure some of you are very confused when they're like, are these, who's Mr. Elba? Are, are they talking about eaters? <laughs> um, yep. So we have a follow-up to that. Um, and so they actually did launch their skincare line. So uh, today we're actually going to focus on one of their products, which is their black seed toner. And they definitely do a, um, I guess we should say they have done a clinical, which we'll go through now. Yep. So the toner's ingredient reads something like water, po- uh, polysorbate 20, ascorbyl glucoside, glycerin, panthenol, phenoxyethanol. When we're teaching everyone how to read ingredient lists, phenoxyethanol is your definitely and most 1% marker. So you can expect everything under to be a, uh, under 1%. So you have a bilberry fruit extract, ferulic acid, sodium hydroxide, tocopherol, which is your vitamin E, so on and so forth, and a lot of other ingredients. Um, what we wanted to look, take a closer look at is the clinical study. The study features 27 subjects, female and male, and uh, that is all skin types mm-hmm. over seven days. Seven days is a pretty short, Very short study. Yes. I do find some of the claims to be interesting. So the brand uses the term significant benefits for brown spot reduction, hyperpigmentation, freckles, and melasma. Methinks when they write significant benefits, it's not actually a clinical data point. Yeah, it just it's a little mystifying. Yes. Like I can't tell if this is self-perception, if there is a expert grader, if there's 
I'm guessing in seven days you're not gonna see anything super significant quantitatively with a, either expert grader or image analysis. And significant significant benefit feels like one of those kind of I made it up. Vague words. <laughs> it's an adaptation of something else. Yeah. And it's very, it's definitely not uh, common when you are uh, sharing clinical study claims, even for consumer perception. So um, I also just want to add, they along the bullet points under this clinical study, they write things like benefits of reduced porifarin and pore visibility. And it's like, I don't know what, what to make of, of that benefits, yeah you know? exactly and um, also i do like that they dropped a significant year it's just some benefits <laughs> <to> <laughs> poor visibility yeah so definitely a more questionable clinical study uh, but you got to read the asterisk part gloria yes so what surprised us we were like oh okay this is a pretty classic case of a consumer perception we're guessing consumer perception study we were a little bit mystified by some of the lingo and how it's only a seven-day study but what really got us to do a double take is the quote at the end great to see a clinically proven highly efficacious toner comma delivering visible results by boosting radiance and skin appearance in just one week super long frsc President of the Society of Cosmetic Scientists. Oh, <laughs> oh. wait! Are cosmetic oh. scientists reviews a thing now? We are we are cool now. We are mainstream now. We can be quoted by Idris Elba. Mr. Elba, come on our show. We we too are cosmetic chemists. Come on over. We have so many questions for you. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So despite all of those questionable claims we should say that you know for a toner it does seem like there is a decent amount of asorbyl glucoside Mm -hmm. which is a plus and we should also say that um the toner itself is 37 dollars for 150 mils i would say it's more on the mid-tier price range they also come with a refillable pouch Mm -hmm. um so they're pushing towards sustainability, which is great. Take that, non-ethical supply chain. <laughs> yeah, I you're see really, you. Really showing that. I'm proud of you. Um, but there is one thing that I kind of had to laugh at. They do sell a travel bag to hold all of their um, products. Um, the travel bag uses 100% PCR. It has kind of like the plastic like window and mm-hmm. then uses um, bamboo material for the cloth. The bag is $30. Wow. So I was like, man, of all the things on in their line, that bag. <laughs> holy crap. Does it look like just one of those like freebie bags? Let me show you, Gloria. Um, so if you were to go to their shop all, boom. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. Yeah. So it's a pretty standard travel bag. Um, but other than that, I would say that, you know, uh, if I, I guess at this point we should start ranking celebrity brands. We should. Yeah, and how they launch. Um, I wouldn't say atrocious. I, I'm not offended by the medium price point. Mm-hmm. The still surprised by the quote from the president or ex-president <laughs> of the SEC. If you're looking for a cosmetic chemist to. Um, Give your product a thumbs up. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'll be honest, I, I'm personally not someone that uses a toner or thinks a toner is a must-have in your routine. So like Victoria mentioned, it has, for a toner, it has a decent amount of active ingredients. So not offended by it. 
mm. at all. Um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's not the type of product. Toners aren't the type of products you go to expecting hard hitting uh, effic- efficacy anyway. Yeah. So as far as the product goes, not very offended. Curious to see more. Call us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right, cool. Moving on. Yes. Uh, so, Cetaphil's dabbling in AI, Gloria? Yeah, so apparently the theme slash the word of the year is AI. <laughs> and everyone does it slightly differently. And Cetaphil decided to take the image analysis route. And um, if you go to their website, they have mm-hmm. a little QR code for you. You can scan it. I thought it was going to be an app, but really just takes you to a web page to take your picture you just submit a bunch of photos you don't even submit they just like process it right on and oh. then give you uh give it to you on the screen okay. and uh i did th- i did this really quickly right before recording and i'm going to show victoria how this does so first of all whoa I'm going to show everyone on the screen real fast. <laughs> I look you, really yeah, sad. I was like, you could not look more excited. I, I was this. very sad because it was a little finicky. Okay. It will give you a little bar that's like lighting, pour, tilt, okay. center your head better. Okay. So I'm like doing this number, like wobbling my head. And the minute that all three green lights go on, it just goes picture taking. I was like, oh. <laughs> so that's why I look incredibly sad with this You know picture. what that reminds me of? It reminds me of when you try to deposit a check. And you don't actually know when it's now. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Oh, no, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, based on the image, it marks the zones on my face for certain, uh, a lot of different conditions. What I'm surprised about is two things. First of all, it kind of calls out a lot more things than I was expecting. Rude. Second, <laughs> secondly, what I'm surprised about is the quality of the of the selfie picture mm. isn't even the most um, aggressive that you can get with the camera. Mm. Like, it almost looked like I had a filter turned on, which isn't a default setting of my, my phone. So yes. I don't know why the software puts a filter on it, which kind of takes away the point of image analysis. I was going to say, I was like, I mean, Gore, you don't have a lot of pores, but you really have no pores yeah, in no, this it's, photo. Also, it's like, do they not over. like your freckles? Oh, <laughs> so rude. Yeah, so... Um, I, when I was doing this, Victoria's in the round, so I stole her um, little packet of seaweed. Uh-huh. So I got a flick of seaweed on my face. <laughs> like blackhead i was like nice yeah but in these photos they don't even show like your normal skin tone oh no 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 it's completely white yeah so i don't really understand but the things i can pick up is blend uh blackhead Mm. whitehead Mm -hmm. um but like I said, it kind of picked up the seaweed I was eating as a blackhead. <laughs> we'll, we'll highlight a circle. We'll, we'll highlight the actual image on the screen. Uh, and it, it says that I am blemish prone. But even on the image, they highlighted, I think, a grand total of five spots. And the white spots, I'll be honest, like, I, I don't know what it's looking at or what it's picking Dude, up at move all. aside. Let me show you blemish <laughs> prone. <laughs> <clears throat> the AI is about to learn today. <laughs> yes. And then it highlighted one tiny spot on my cheek and then tells me that I am retinous prone. That's adorable. <laughs> it's like a little tear. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And then, ah. <laughs> and then it highlights my face and tells You've me gone that. You've Avatar. 
yes, an avatar find my face and yeah. said, I am hydrated. I have no idea what this is based on. It says some of my cheek is less hydrated hydrated than the rest of my face. But I don't know how it's doing it because the raw image looks, again, very filtered. <laughs> so I don't know what counts as dry, what counts as mm. not dry, or what counts as dry, what counts as hydrated in the image. And last but not least, it says that I am very oily in certain patches, which I can assure you I am most definitely not. <laughs> so, All right. So the, I, the, the AI needs more learning. <laughs> yes. And then picked up four freckles and said that I had dark spots. <laughs> It circled my face and said, I'm radiant. <laughs> so, anyway. Wow. Uh, well, guys, here's another example of why uh, AI and skincare, Gore and I uh, really Makes struggle with. chuckle a little bit. <laughs> oh, I also analyzed my shape, my cheek shape, and says, I am, in fact, not sagging. So, yeah. Thanks, Cetaphil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cool. interface is a little early. Yeah. And I think what's funny is like, at least when I was using it, once the analysis is done, it wasn't, I kind of appreciate it. I think the point at the end is they will try to recommend products for you. Yeah. I didn't see that one. It just showed me a bunch of these things. I'm like, cool. And, but if uh, it says, oh, I'm blemish prone, but it didn't say, oh, you should use this if you're blemish prone. So it was just kind of like, okay. Thanks, Cetaphil, for the info. But you know, I'm about to go off tangent here. But I have an existential like thought with all of these AI things. Is like it just wants us to not feel like we know anything about ourselves. Because like you already know all of these things. Like yeah. we already know our skin. I just feel like they're just creating these things to make us feel less confident about our skin history knowledge, which is not good. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Even worse than 23 and me taking three weeks to tell me I'm Chinese, you know, like, well, yeah, I knew that. Thank you. Wait, but you got an update telling you that you're also seasick or you have motion, motion sickness. sickness. I'm like, well, yes, I knew that when I threw out my breakfast up a mountain. So thank you. Oh, God. All right. Anyways. Thanks for uh, going through that, Gloria, yeah, for us. Yeah, so uh, check it out if you're curious. Yeah. It's another one that's like in execution. We don't really know what yeah. it brings to the table, but it's kind of fun. So Let us know if you have more success. Um, but anyways, we're going to move on. So yep. we've got another launch. Um, this one's interesting. This is by Winnie Harlow. Um, sh they, she launched her very sun-focused brand, K-Skin. Mm -hmm. Um Right off the bat, we haven't tried any of these products yet. Um, we do have plans to do that for our sunscreen content coming up soon. Um, I really love that she did not shine shy away from chemical filters. Mm -hmm. um, it just feels like every celeb, the thing to do is to launch a mineral, and it's just like me. Yeah, everyone wants to be that next non-toxic brand exactly um and she's also got a lot of tinted formulas which i personally really love so i'm actually really excited yeah i am really excited for their tinted yeah. lip spf yeah um i am a sucker for owning three too many tinted lips something but last year we did uh, a run of testing out different lip spfs yes. and we find lip spf formulas to be a little bit meh yes so really excited to see her take on it yeah um yeah so other than that we've got one last article we want to share this is from cnn mm -hmm. 
the title of it is why you should add glycerin to your skincare routine according to dermatologists um the only reason why i wanted to highlight this is because as chemists we can tell you we love glycerin glycerin is great glycerin goes in everything yep glycerin is in everything when you're bored you put it in <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, what she, she said, said. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so like, <laughs> all right. Um, the thing that I had to call out here is they do have recommendations of products you can use with glycerin, um, and while that's not actually very hard to find, the thing I didn't love is that they're actually recommending you buy pure glycerin. So Gloria, how do we feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, I think. I think there's a notion that um, you know your products are mostly water, therefore, boo! Like brands are trying to sell you mostly water. You should buy these ingredients neat. But the reality is, concentration matters on every ingredient. Yep. You don't want to use something neat just because it increases the irritation potential. Totally. Uh, glycerin can be fine if you use it 100 but the reality is it feels really gross it works so well that you're just gonna wedge a bunch of glycerin into your strand corneum which is not that great it can be considered as a um, penetration enhancer which you never want to use neat so it's just kind of meh all around to recommend that yeah um on the, as far as glycerin based products on the market or glycerin containing products on the market by the time this episode comes out <laughs> we have done collaboration with our friend lisa at experiment beauty yeah. her product has 30 percent glycerin uh our aqua fix is another hydrating serum that uses five percent glycerin in addition to a blend of other great humectants so yeah there is a range of great products on the market to choose from if you want to add glycerin to your routine chances are you're already using some yeah. glycerin yeah definitely so yeah don't fall for the FOMO mm -hmm. um definitely just like Gloria said check the IL um and the beauty of glycerin is it is great it's efficient it's cost effective um but it is just as it's only as good as the formula it's yes. in and the best way to use glycerin is actually in a blend of humectants so mm -hmm. um yeah otherwise I think that's it for the news. That concludes the news. So let's move on to Decode That Claim. Oh, it's a juicy one. So <clears throat> this episode or the <laughs> the meat that's coming up next week yes. is going to be all about eye creams. Ooh. We're tackling it head on. It is So tired. It is. <laughs> it's a rough one. <sighs> so in preparation for next week, we are going to focus on decoding an eye cream claim, specifically Pharmacy's new Wake Up Honey <laughs> oh, I don't know why I said it like that. Wake up, honey. Honey. <laughs> Wake up, honey. I agree. We're recording this on a Friday, if you can't tell. Honey. <laughs> it's your new I cream knocking. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Pharmacies wake up, honey. I cream. Honey. <laughs> All right. So this formula says it has 3% vitamin C. This is the THD asorbate vitamin C derivative that's oil soluble. It has encapsulated caffeine and upcycled cranberry peptide uh, and also a proprietary buckwheat honey blend. Sorry, did not sound make that sound more exciting, but yeah. Yes, there's sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but anyway, so 3% vitamin C. Um, we are strictly going to just look at the claims because... 
they give us some really good ones that we should discuss. And yes. we realize um, based on the, there's three claims, which we'll show here. Mm-hmm. We can break them down into tiers of quality claims. Yep. So this is by no means an exclusively pharmacy thing, but mm-hmm. this product just encompasses everything we're going to go through in more detail next episode. Yes. That is just a great way to highlight some of the difficulties maneuvering this landscape. So category one of claims you will see in the eye cream field is a kind of faux clinical benefit claim. And in this situation, pharmacy claims that 100% showed a brighter under eye area with a low asterisk. And Asher goes, this is based on clinical testing on 35 subjects after one application. <laughs> the the asterisk, it's kind of small, so we're just pulling out for you so you can see it here. Yes. Um, and the reason why we say this is kind of a faux clinical benefit, mm-hmm. where you should your red flag should immediately start like waving a little bit, is because it's after one application. Um, and when you hear that, you should immediately start thinking instant, mm-hmm. and you should start thinking that there's something on the long, uh, along the lines of a makeup powder that might be giving that benefit. Because if you think about long-term skin benefits, there's no way you could achieve that overnight. Yep. Um, so when you actually look at the I.O., you kind of dabble, 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 dabble in the middle. Suddenly you see boom. Boron nitride. And what is boron nitride, Gloria? Boron nitride is a powder. Boron nitride. Boron nitride. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Who are you? Thanks for coming, Explain. Boron nitride. Explain. Thank you. We call it, Idris is busy, so we invited Boron nitride instead. We're so happy to have you here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so Boron nitride is a powder that is known for its visual capabilities. And it's a very fine, very soft powder that gives your skin just a little bit of a white cast, and we mean that in a very flattering way. It kind of has this soft focus effect, so. So I'll show it here. So it's kind of, and it might be hard in this light, but it kind of has that, when when Gloria says soft focus, um, the powder is kind of like almost blurring. Yes. You know, the imperfections of my skin, right? The molecule size is really small, yeah. or I shouldn't say the molecule size. The, uh, the powder size is very small. Mm-hmm. So boron nitrate is really good about kind of filling the cracks a little bit, creating that like, that illusion of a slight blur. And it's actually a great ingredient. I really like having a little bit of it in the, in the products. Uh, I don't mind it as much. I think people will hear me sometimes complain about silica. Um, that's also another soft focus powder that also has oil absorbing properties. That you'll find a lot in eye creams too. Yes. And to me, that silica is very drying on my skin, but boron nitrate doesn't have that same issue. Not knocking on this ingredient. Thank you for coming, Boron. Um, but that is where you're getting that claim from. Yes. So uh, at first reading, 100% shoulder brighter under eye area. It might make you feel like you're brightening your under eye area over time. But this is definitely not the case here. Yeah. And I also, I don't know if you're able to see, but in the reflection of the light, there's a little bit of almost like a brightening shimmer that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's also can contribute to that brightness and just the blurring of like, let's say you have uneven pigmentation under the eye. Um, so yes, so we would say this is a faux clinical benefit claim, more like a makeup 
effect yes claim. makeup instant effect claim. <laughs> all right category number two <laughs> we call this a not so clinical clinical claim um and the claim is up to a hundred percent reduction in dark circles all right um i love the graphic here because the up to is like a whisper <laughs> it's like hundred like, percent up to, up to <laughs> reduction in dark circles. <laughs> this one comes with two asterisks. Yes. The two asterisks mean that this is based on a clinical testing on 31 subjects after eight weeks. After eight weeks, awesome. Now we are talking about long-term use. The benefits that you're really, let's be honest, what you're really looking for by using an eye cream. This is my gripe with it. Up to is such a... It's not really a claim. It's not, because you don't know. Out of the 31 person, uh, people, you can expect this to happen to one of them. Um, what does the average improvement look like? How many subjects see this improvement? We don't know. And those are arguably the more important info to know. Yeah, so um, a lot of times when you run clinicals, um, you get like a percentage of improvement, but you also get a percentage of subjects that... Um, the that showed significant improvement and these kind of go hand in hand because it can give you an idea of how many people mm -hmm. can reap that benefit and that's very important because there are there are skin types that might do great with you know a certain molecule and might do nothing for a lot of other people so this is why you know the we just think this climate actually doesn't tell you very much. Yeah, not at all. Even and I have a 100% number. I even kind of take issue with the 100% yes. number. What does that mean? It's I honestly don't think it's a realistic expectation for anything involving dark circles. Totally. So when it says 100% reduction, I kind of want to say show me the picture and or show me the number. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So we're not going to flame pharmacy anymore because they do actually have Category number three, mm -hmm. a legit clinical claim. Um, and so this claim says 97% showed reduction in puffiness. And this also leads to, um, is linked to the tiny print that based on clinical testing of 31 subjects after eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And we would say this is a legitimate claim. Yes. Um, the 97% is actually the thing that we wanted category two to have, but yes. didn't. Yes, exactly that. So this shows us that most people, and we will say that even though this is the last claim that pharmacy makes, this is what you should expect from this eye cream. Totally. Is consider this a puffiness reduction cream. We wouldn't really, based on the other um, data available, we wouldn't expect it to really, really um, take down your dark circles. Yeah, um, we know it kind of sounds like you have to read between the lines, but we can definitely tell you that in the eye cream category, you really have to read between the lines to honestly f um, make sure you really are, um, whatever you're purchasing does come with a solid insurance policy. The eye cream category is wild. 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 Yeah, it, it takes Gloria and I kind of like both of us to kind of like read through it to see what exactly. This episode does it do. took us a long time to put together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for decode that claim. We are going to wrap up this episode with some top Q and A we received. Um, starting with, we're going to just start right off. First question. I've been struggling with retinol since my last pregnancy. Before I could tolerate retinolin daily. Now I can barely tolerate 1% retinol every other day and have days of dryness and peeling. What should I do? 
great question. Mm. Um, we just did a whole blog post and a few short videos on this content. Definitely don't feel like you have this FOMO or this necessity of going all the way back up to totally. trend knowing or 1% retinol. Yeah. The reality is they work and you need to make it work for you. Um, our take on skincare is to always prioritize your skin barrier. Having some dryness and some peeling in the trans uh, transition period is normal, but if you feel like your skin's not acclimating to retinol well that you're constantly in the state of irritation after battling it yeah yeah after a month or two months then that concentration isn't working for you anymore and that's okay we will recommend dialing all the way back down to say a 0.1 to 0.3 percent yeah and i can definitely tell you you know skin is not it doesn't have necessarily a memory in mm. that like you use tretinoin, you go off it for a couple years, you go straight back into it and skin's going to be just fine. You know, Hello, like, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, skin also is adapting with the changes. And um, that's kind of the, I think, the pain point of the retinoid family is, yes, there's always a little bit of work up front and it's totally fine to do significantly less. So, um, yeah, don't feel like you have to force 1% retinol if you've been battling it with it for too long. Yeah. Um, all right. So next question. This is also a retinol question. This also has to do with our previous episode. We get it. So the question is, is retinol in wash off products effective? I've seen the Olay body wash with retinol have good reviews, but I'm skeptical. And I also um, listed the IL here so that you guys have it. Um, you'll see that um, the first ingredients I'll read off really quickly is water, petrolatum, sodium, tridesid sulfate, sodium chloride, cocoa betaine, then all the way into the middle you get, or actually, no, I shouldn't. Right after the fragrance. Tried, after fragrance, you get niacinamide, retinol, and retinyl propionate. Yeah. So, the long story short is we never recommend using um, rinse-off products with actives to expect that same level of efficacy as a leave-on. Totally. It's just not going to. It's just not going to be the same. Yeah. And it's not the best vehicle for delivering that benefit. Um, I don't think I've seen a retinol face wash. I have seen retinol like um, clinging cloth before. It's not going to be the same as a retinal serum at all. Yeah. Um, I will say for body, um, you aren't expected to, you, you shouldn't have to use the same levels as your face treatment. That said, same thing apply. I wouldn't expect this body wash to actually deliver um, the retinal benefits. However, part of the reason why we think this body wash may have good reviews is actually that petrolatum is in the second spot True, totally and there are actually studies out there that show when you have petrolatum which sounds really heavy-handed which it, it is a little bit you can have this in um in your face wash or body washes and it will leave your skin a little bit more hydrated afterwards so that is actually probably the most heavy hitting <laughs> thing here yeah and um i went down the rabbit hole of looking into this body wash in particular didn't see any um, notes about using sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think Olay thinks retinol is going to do anything. Olay, if I have a sunscreen, I'll drizzle some retinol in there for you. Yeah. And I also just want to say, like, it kind of got me thinking. I have noticed that there's a lot of retinol being put into a lot of other things outside of skin. So I've noticed that, you know, Dove also has a shampoo. 
who with retinol. What is that too? I don't know. True Botanicals had this like phyto retinol um, vitamin A booster. And you guys might be wondering, what is that? Um, they're supplements. That's right. Vitamin A retinol supplements that you take. Also, ask me how much it is, Gloria. How much is it, Victoria? Um, for 60 of these capsules, it's $120. Wow. <laughs> Exciting. So, uh, yeah, the retinol train is moving just as quick as the retinol alternative train. <laughs> you know, you can get vitamin A vitamins as regularly priced vitamins. <laughs> it don't got to be $120. Mm. <laughs> well, here's a thought. Well, that's a thought. Uh, you can eat carrots. <laughs> Other vitamin A rich um, products yeah so we digress but we didn't want to address that and totally agree you know if you're ever wondering if you should you just want to get more out of your skincare and you're like should you be optimizing your cleanser you don't have to you can save a penny there yep awesome all right guys well that ends episode three <gasps> weekly episodes is a thing Laura, where can they find us you can, find, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you can find us at chemistconfessions.com. You can comment directly on this video or DM us on Instagram at chemist.confessions. We hope you enjoy this episode. We will see you for episode four, which is all about the eye cream meats. It's going to be a hefty one. All right. Enjoy, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.